When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh! The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Excellent job. Oh, we are getting fired up and counting down for round two of Supercars action. This is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for another edition of The Driver's Seat. And I'll tell you what, before we get to our feature interview, thanks to Ryko Filters, remember to ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. Uh, we're going to welcome the boys in. Matt, Steve, are you excited for Sandown? Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, any weekend there's going to be racing. I think we're, we both get excited. We sort of sit, well, I know that we both sit around with our wives and go, right, I will coverage starts at this time so I can get the, I can get the lawns <laughs> mowed here. And I know that's going to be a break there. So not we'll last year, out. last year we had plenty of time to sit down and watch it. Your yeah, lawn you, has you, never looked better last had, year. Yeah. I've got to say. And you know what, now, you, oh, have, good. you have plenty of time to jump on board your Kubota mower. But uh, look, uh, <laughs> That's right. Steve, our, our, our next guest actually has something very much in common with you because you know very well what it's like to be sponsored by a big whiskey company. And uh, the, the good folks at Ned Australia Whiskey, it's distilled from the finest local grains. They do some fantastic work, but we can't get to our first guest without giving him a proper intro. Can the young Kiwi Heimgartner pick up his first pole? I reckon he's done. I reckon Heimgartner's got this. I can't see another car that's going to make a difference. It's the one and only DRE. Beautiful lap at a 28.58, one tenth of a second faster than Jamie Winkup, the seven time champion. Yes, he is the one and only Mr. DRE. He is Andre Heimgartner, and he joins us back on the driver's seat. Andre, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hey Andre, what? Uh, I mean, you can't you can't not have a laugh at that intro, can you? Well, our guests, our guests every the whole, week. The whole, the whole time it was playing, I was just laughing like this is a song. <laughs> well, we got to start it off on the right foot, don't we? Every we got to get everyone laughing before we start hitting them with the hard questions. Uh, Sandown this weekend, mate. You've uh, you're still battling a bit of an injury, not as probably bad as SVG, but uh, you know how's that going? Obviously, it. It, it, did it hurt you at the the Mount Panorama 500, or are you going to be right for this weekend? Um, I've set a bit of a trend, eh? I sort of <laughs> the first to get injured, and now it's, <laughs> all the cool guys are doing it now. So anyway, it's um, <laughs> it's not ideal. But yeah, at Bathurst, it was actually a lot better than I expected. I wasn't sure how it was going to go because it's not something you can exactly go and test um, yeah. before you go there. But I had this brace under my 
glove that sort of stopped my thumb from moving in a certain direction that would injure it. Um, yep. And yeah, it was actually it was actually surprisingly good. But I did notice um, six weeks of not using my left arm. <laughs> that was definitely noticeable when you get to the end of those 250k races um, with the changing gears and bias and bars and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it was interesting. And mate, how did the car feel? Because it was a bit of a weird season last year and, and this is your second season with Kelly Grove or now Kelly Grove racing in the Mustang. Um, how did it feel going back to Bathurst? Was, we, we, was the car any better than what you felt last year? Um, well, unfortunately it was the same. So <laughs> that was a bit of a shift. Anything it was slower than what we had last year. So, um, you know, there's various reasons for that, but we really just wanted to come away with Bathurst with an idea of where we're going to go. So obviously we have Alistair on board, very um, experienced and one of the smartest guys in pit lane. And we also have Dave, who is, you know, one of the quickest as well. Um, and I've been able to reduce some good things at um, other teams. So it was just trying to understand where our weaknesses are. And we managed to establish by the end of the weekend that we had a fundamental issue with the way the car was handling. So um, we went forward and um, they managed to come up with some solutions. So we'll be trying them going forward. But um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it was, it was very interesting. I think we both got in the top 10. I made a couple of mistakes. Obviously, I pulled out into traffic. I've never been that good on it on the road and on the race. <laughs> yeah, track how was that? Right that was that, <laughs> Andre, both, both Stevie J, obviously, Stevie J's a driver. I'm a driver. From two drivers to another driver, I've got to say, that was no good. That, that was, was no, well, no, no good. It would have been fine, but I went to go, and I didn't count in the fact that I'd just been off a runoff with heaps of dirt. So when I went to go, I, they just spun the wheels, and I was like, oh, shit. So then I, I was halfway there, so I just had to commit. <laughs> oh, Press <dear>. on. <laughs> uh, and I, and I bet uh, you you well, knew, driving up the straight, you knew something was going to happen because uh, it's one of the, for us, it was one of those things that's like, oh, that's not going to just play out as it was. No. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, you always, you as a driver, you, you might argue everything black and blue, but you always know when you're done. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, mate, how uh, how's it been since Dave's joined the team? Obviously, it's a bit, it's been a bit of a change, and not only on the engineering side, but on the driver's side. Um, how's that been? I know it's only in its infancy at the moment, but uh, you know, he seems like he's pretty easy going to work with. And do you think that both of you are going to be able to push those cars up close towards the front? Um, yeah, I think definitely there's one only one direction to go at the moment. Um, but I, I'm really enjoying the challenge. I love it when I back against the wall and I have to pull something out of my bum and um, you know and um, try and compete against your teammate who's extremely fast. So I love it. You know, it's it's for my engineer Dylan the same thing. You know, a top-rated driver, a top-rated engineer is coming into the team and. Um, you know, it pushes you and makes you strive to be better. So from that point of view, it's it's good. I think we're going to push each other to go far. We have very different styles. I'm a bit more serious and he's a bit more of the joker. So it's um, it makes for an interesting dynamic. But we get on well, so um, there's no issues as far as that goes. And, mate, look, I want to, between you, me, Stevie J, Nimsy, and a couple of people listening, you want to yeah. give us an exclusive <laughs> as to who your co-driver is going to be this year? Because... You got Rick Kelly there in the wings, I suppose. We're all mm. assuming that he's going to come back and drive with the team. Although I have heard rumours that he might end up at Tickford too, because of the Castrol connection. But um, you know, yeah. you've had you've had Dylan O'Keefe, uh, you've had Bryce Forward. Who, who's who's going to be your, your driver now? The Bryce is off the market. Is Dylan coming back? Um, well, for the first time in a long time, I can't tell you actually who it is, but it'll be someone experienced. So. <laughs> All right. that's that's good. So you've, got, you've already got them signed? They're already signed up? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So that's 
uh, all done. But yeah, it's um, it'll be interesting. He's a very good driver, and um, it'll be a, a thanks, good thanks, mate. Right I appreciate the, appreciate <laughs> the accolade. <there. laughs> I was about to say you're going to have to have have a pretty big seat insert for that one, and a lot of oh, yeah, but he, he knows about the whiskey brand, you know. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. I'm very experienced. I can teach Andre a lot about that. I just don't need to eat between now and October. Yes, <laughs> I remember when you last had a whiskey sponsor. Everything was going great. The money was there. The only reason they left your team was because you drank so much. No, Dad drank, oh, drank so much. Diet Coke and Jim Beam, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jim Beam, Diet Coke, heaps of ice. What's the saying? You never get high on your own supply. That's, that's <laughs> right. I, like that. I hadn't heard that before, Andre. I'm going, oh, I like that. Andre, you're, t- you're taking the Dr. Dre intro a bit too, uh, a bit too literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talk about your misspent youth right there. Well done. That was very good. Yeah, is, that why, is that why SVG keeps giving me cartons of Red Bull? Because it just doesn't yeah. do anything. Well, it didn't give him wings anyway. So, <laughs> no, no, no. no. You Clearly not when he really needed it. That was yeah, a pretty yeah, horrific exactly. injury, wasn't it? Yeah, not not ideal. And obviously, he put up. He actually put up a photo this week with the mm. with the X ray of his his broken collarbone. It was it was pretty nasty. Did you yeah, did you know Andre that there. did you know that Stevie J was right there? He was behind him when it happened. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. He, they... Actually, I wasn't. Jet, my son was behind him, and I was behind Jet. I was bringing up the rear, but yeah, it wasn't pretty. He wasn't. He wasn't in. Yeah. He was in a little bit of discomfort, let's put it that way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, he won't go riding with you again. No, no. Hey, hey, hey Andre, after this weekend, you want to come for a mountain bike ride? No, <laughs> no, no, don't. No, 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 just, just say no. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, Andre, t- talk to us about Sandown. Um, a track you like, a-, a track you don't like. How do you think your cars will go there? What's the weather going to be doing in Melbourne oh, that, this weekend? You, you, no one knows that. It's Melbourne. No. It can, it, we have five, five different weather, beautiful, weathers mate. in one day. Yes. It's been beautiful. Don't don't shit can our beautiful city. <laughs> no, I'm not. I love I love Melbourne. Hey, hey it's got the best restaurants. City. I don't th- I don't think Gold Coast or Queensland has been the world's livable city, has it? No, no, no. It's been. No, no we're uh, underwater. Yeah, we're underwater. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, I, it's um. Yeah, it should be good this weekend. Obviously, it's going to be interesting going back there for us or for me. It's a track probably I've had my most success in supercars. I've started on the front row there. I've, Generally, in the last three or four years I've been there, I've always been up the front and had good luck being one of the main things. Um, but So, yeah, hopefully looking to do that again this weekend. But we don't know really what the car's going to do, um, you know, how it's going to be compared to other guys. If it'll be fast, if not. I don't think these type of tracks suited our car last year, so these short, sharp corners. But, um, you know, hopefully that changed. It's, it's a bit strange, isn't it, because Sandown's... And on the odd occasion, I know you guys struggled a little bit at certain street circuits, but Sandown's a, a bit like a street circuit in a way. It's got a lot of right-angle corners, a lot of curve that you can use. It just hasn't got those walls right next to the track all the way around. So it's sort of surprising that it didn't suit you guys last year, um, you know, as much as what you thought. Yeah, we, um, <clears throat> you know, it was last year was a good year. Don't get me wrong. We got a pole and a couple of podiums and, at, at some stages, um, you know, we had genuine speed at the tail end bend round. We finished second overall for the whole weekend. So the speed was there. But the most frustrating places would go to the next round like Townsville. And I couldn't bloody qualify inside the top 20 and neither could Rick. And I'd be racing around down the back the whole weekend. And it was just the most frustrating thing you've ever done. Just when you came off a weekend of 
you know, having a lot of success. So, yeah, that, that, that's where sort of the fundamental issue with our car handling is. The window was so small that you could be dancing around it, but it had to be the right day, the right temperature, the right everything to sort of be able to get in that window. Um, and that wouldn't be at a street circuit. So that was fairly annoying. One other annoying thing would be the, the fact that even though this is your, your fourth consecutive year with the team, you've had just so many changes. I mean, you've gone from the Ultima, uh, which you did, did some fantastic results in, to then have to change that over the summer to become a Mustang. And then by the time you get your head around the Mustang after Adelaide, then you're on the road for 105 days. And then then you've got to go back to uh, pretty much the last year of development for the car and you've got a brand new one coming in next year. So it's like, how much do you invest in the current package? So for you, even though it's consistent to be with the team, it's fairly inconsistent with the cars. Yeah, it's been very interesting. Obviously, when we had the Ultima, there was aero changes being thrown at it left, right and centre as well. So it might as well have been a different car every time I drove it. Uh, but yeah, I, it's um, it's interesting around this year, I think, with the Groves being involved, you know, they want to win um, just as much as the Kellys. And to have those resources and stuff, I think, you know, we'll definitely be pushing throughout this year. I don't think at any stage we're going to back off, even though the cars will probably be obsolete at the end of the year. Um, because we need to learn, we need to go forward. And um, yeah, it's it's been an interesting ride. It's been different cars every year. And as you said, we had the Mustang and went away last year. And we really didn't develop the car at all while we were away, apart from fine-tuning some engine stuff that Todd managed to do. So it was a bit annoying like that, but we're home now, looking forward to the season. And um, you know, I think by the end of the season, 100% we'll be a lot stronger than we are now. And we should be able to be up the front and on a consistent basis. Well, all things considered, uh, I know Michael Caruso referred to the Nissan Altima as driving a fridge, and you were able to keep yeah. that. <laughs> you were able to keep that uh, pretty consistently in the top ten, and we, we've mentioned that to you before. But uh, before we let you go, man, oh, you're doing a fair bit of uh, promo work this week too, because you're going to be at the Dorset Gardens Hotel tomorrow. That's along with the Ned Whiskey Ford Mustang between four pm and seven pm at the Thirsty Camel. That's there. Uh, I'm pr- I'm assuming you know you can say hi to yourself and get some photos and whatnot. Yep, yep. So we'll be there just hanging out. I think the car will be there as well. So, yeah, it should be good. Hopefully I won't be getting too high on my own supply, but we'll wait and see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look, well, here's the thing. There are going to be tastings, giveaways, and much more. And as we all know, Ned Australian Whiskey is proudly distilled and aged in Melbourne, and it's how we do whiskey here at Australia. But, Andre, it's been a pleasure to get you on board the driver's seat, mate. Uh, Good luck at Sandown this weekend, and uh, hopefully the thumb heals up and we see up the front a bit more consistently. No worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. There we go. Andre Heimgartner joining us here. And I'll tell you what, we keep mentioning that he's got so much potential. And one day we're going to see that, aren't we? Like, just everything's in a click for Kelly Grove Racing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. He's he's a funny case, Nimsy, because a couple of years ago he was gone. He was out. He was was in supercar with Team Kiwi and then he was out for whatever reason. Then he went and did a really clever thing. He went back to Carrera Cup and he really committed hard to Carrera Cup. He was then picked up as a co-driver, I think, with Kelly's. Did an amazing job. Yeah, super job. And then job. Got, got the chair. And most importantly then, Stevie J, that year, that first year he had with Kelly's, he absolutely shone. Absolutely. And he was, I mean, I wouldn't say he shone in, if you go back and look at the results, but he shone within, obviously, the team and, mm. and Rick Kelly and that he was the standard. He was the lead driver. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very early in the piece that that was, you know, become obvious Mm. and you know i think that just his will and his drive and his determination um not only on the track but off the track has kept him going uh, in in such a solid seat so 
we have seen him with some really, really we, – we have seen his potential, mm. but we don't see it week in and week out. And I don't think that's from his side. I no. think that's from the, from the machinery side. Mm. That's right. So it'll be interesting to see whether the Kelly Grove thing can give him some consistency because yep. I get the feeling that he's there now. He's, he's in the championship. He doesn't have to hunt for a drive anymore. People know how good he is, and I think there's a general understanding that the car right now is, is behind Andre. Andre's not behind the car. I think um, having Dave there and Alistair is really, really going to help too. Because, like as as you, as um, Andre just mentioned too, like you know he get, he gets along well with Dave. I mean, they both share the same manager, so they've mm. been teammates before back at uh, FPR back in the day. And Dave has got such a wealth of knowledge as well because he's pretty much been there, done. He's been at the back end, he's been at the front end, he's been at the top of the mountain, literally, and uh, all the way down the bottom of it too. So. Uh, it is. It does raise a question, though. Before we get to a break, I want to ask you two, because you're a lot mm-hmm. more educated than I am. Mm-hmm. Andre, name-dropping a very experienced co-driver. Who do you reckon that could be? Mm. I, look, I, I have no idea. Because most it, of the co-drivers are already could be taken. Rick. It could be Rick. You know, I mean, he's Because we know Dave's with Yildon, mm-hmm. so it could be Rick. You know, mm. I don't know. I mean, there's not too many others that have done mm. a lot that – have constantly been in there. You get guys like Dave Russell who have already signed up with Erebus and all that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, um, and even like your second tier guys, sort of like you know, like your Dean Canto, Fiore, all that sort of stuff. All locked in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure about well, Canto. I don't know Canto. Yeah. Uh, but all you know, he, he's another possibility. You know, he was with was he with Jack Smith last year? No, Canto um, or the year before. No, um, he was with Macaulay the year before. That's right. Hey, that, and just hey, just on Jack Smith, did you see his father sold his house during the week? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just a cool little hmm. 25, 25 mil. mil. <laughs> 25 mil for uh, the Smiths family hacienda on the Gold yeah, Coast. Very nice place it was. It's very hard to understand how they can afford to sponsor their own son going racing when you've got a house Matthew, worth 25 mil, Matthew. isn't it? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. Uh, He's doing a good job. Anyway, we'll, we'll definitely be a year of learning. If you want to text in, 0433 98 11 16 is the number on the driver's seat. Andre Hypegartner was our feature interview thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. We'll get some of your texts in a Bendix Breaks big moment. In just a moment, you're listening to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, great planes and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it as always thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, great planes, implementing a great partnership. If you want to text in, you can do so easily. 0433 98 11 16. Getting a fair few on the old temper text. You boys can now see them in front of you too. Which we is, can. Which we is have good. the technology. We've got the technology, but unfortunately, Unfortunately, not the brain matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that is the only, uh, that's the Achilles heel of the driver's seat. We'll get to these texts in just a moment because right now it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. Yeah, Bendix Breaks, uh, you can put your foot down with confidence. It's Australian technology for all weather confident braking. This is kind of... Uh, uh, related to some of the texts we've been getting in, because um, can you guys read the one from Greg uh, that's just popped in? Yeah, hey boys, how good was the ARG racing at the island last weekend? The weather was pretty average on Saturday, Arvo, but hey, it's Victoria. Great to see young Sito get the round win for Trans Am. 
Uh, yes, Greg, it was sensational, and we know who Greg is, so thank you very much. He's a big uh, Aaron Seaton fan. Thanks for listening, Greg. It was it was a sensational weekend. We'll talk about it a little bit later on, but um, uh, yeah, young Cedo is just unstoppable at the moment. Uh, Greg's also put in. I think the S five thousands would have needed a bailing bucket there, which is quite amazing. Which brings now. Oops. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh hey. Take it easy there, Nimsy. I've got too many mice here. I was trying to get the text <laughs> machine mice. But um, <laughs> I've got. Uh, but look, this is what I want to talk about for our Bendix Breaks big moment. And you can put your foot down with confidence and uh, with Bendix Breaks because we had a very big moment. If you missed it, it happened in the S5000s with Nathan Hearn. And uh, let's hear the footage thanks to our good mates at 7 Plus. Winner in the VHT S5000 Championship. Long hold, good start, Randall. Championship leader away nicely, but Nathan Hurt, oh, he's in the air! Launched into the air off the back of Randall's car. There'll be damage to the jar. Now, did you did you see that? Well, you were there, actually, Maddie. What was the what was the feeling I like was. on the ground? Oh, I, look, it was um, it was definitely a big hit. You know, whenever an open wheeler goes wheel to wheel with another car, Stevie J, they end up becoming an aeroplane and they go up in the air and. Uh, where they hit was on the other side of the hump at Phillip Island. So they're still going oh, in an S5000. Even off probably, the start. They're, yeah, still... they're still probably going 150 plus, right? Plus. So it's a big it's a big hit. Where it was a little scary is that um, the thing for Nathan Hearn landed flat, like just landed right on the floor, which gives you a little bit of a fright about spine compression and all of that kind of stuff. And in fact, I, he ended up actually going to hospital. He had a bunch of scans and doing all that sort of stuff, which was very, very precautionary, but big hit. And we've now seen a couple of big hits in S5000. If you remember, uh, Alex, Alex Davison, Davison had a monster at, uh, at, Sandown. at Sandown, Sandown, yeah. sorry, on the back straight. So one thing for sure, Nimsy, they are very safe because we've, we've seen a big few big shunts and the drivers have walked away. But, um, yeah, it was whenever you're standing in the garages or whatever and you can hear the on-course commentary. Of, in this case, it was Richard Crail. Um, uh, who was it? It was Richard Crail. Chad Nolan? Uh, no, it wasn't Chad. It was Matt uh, Nolte? Richard Crail and Matt Nolte, Knuckles Nolte. He'll kill me for not remembering that. Um, very rarely do you hear Richard Crail go to that note. That was almost Scaife-esque. Mm. You know, he was right up in the upper register. So when you hear that from someone like uh, Richard Crail, you know that it's been a big hit. I think it's... the last time I heard him that high was when I pulled off that pass at Bathurst two years ago, Matthew. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, you have a go at it. But no, uh, honestly... If you want to watch, I'm... just jump on YouTube. Yeah, it's YouTube. one of the biggest hits of, of uh, Fox Sports all year. <laughs> no, but um, on, a, on, a, on a serious note, though, I don't think people realise... You know, they would have looked at that incident and gone, oh, that was nothing, you know. The car didn't have its wheels come off, whatever. But just the the impact of when it mm. comes down onto the ground, you've got to remember those things, they've got about an inch and a half of suspension travel. That's it, two yep. inches possible. Yep. So it's literally, you know, you know, sit, sit yourself on a, on a crate and jump off the roof of your house and land on the ground <laughs> and see how that feels. Um, you know, seriously. If you're listening, don't do that, but that's what it's no. kind of like. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's kind of like. That's what I was getting at. And yeah. that, and because you're, you're lying, you're basically lying down mm. on probably a, at best a 45-degree angle, Matty. Yep. You yep. know, um, it's a really awkward angle. You're not sitting straight up and down to be able to no. take it. You're actually on an angle. So um, it would have really – Scary. Yeah, very, very scary. And, you know, anything like that. We've, we've seen – 
lesser accidents with mm. bigger injuries. Yeah, but and but here's the good thing: Nathan Hearn in hospital has been released, had all the scans, no injuries, uh, and I believe Motorsport Australia are giving him the green light. Hopefully, in the next 24 hours, to be back in the car at Sandown, so the entirely depleted crowd that's allowed to go there and watch can actually watch it live. Yeah, what is that very crowd cool. there now? What, what have they? Have they? Have Seven thousand. So they've dropped it again. Yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. And we're going to talk about this, Nimsy. Um, we've had a couple of texts about it too. Um, someone just sent in a text saying yeah, such Carl. a shame the crowd is being capped at Sandown. Great weather predicted for a change and the crowds are going to be limited. Carl, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, it's garbage because I, I understand why everyone's doing it because it's about seating. So you get the natural comparison of, hang on a second, we had the tennis and we've got 50,000 people going to be at the footy this weekend. So it's all about seating. Now at Sandown, you've got the one... Grandstand, the grandstand, right? yeah. So they're saying, okay, well, we can only manage seating by minimising the crowd to go in there. But here's the thing, Victorian government. Um, we're talking about a site that is, I don't know, what, 500 acres, maybe more? And you're telling me that you, can, you can't have more than 7,000 people in there? Mm. I mean, that's bullish. I just, I just don't get it. When you're going to have 50,000 people and you had... 40,000 at the tennis. Well, you can measure the size of the hill over the back and then go, okay, so there's three meter by three meter squares, you know, and then totally. there's another probably 5,000 people that you could have. You and know? I'm, it's just and crazy. I'm not downplaying the importance and the dangerous nature of COVID. Of course, we're not. It's a very serious thing. But can we have con- some consistency? Like, I was down there last weekend, Maddie, at the go kart track. I was helping yeah. Uncle there and I reckon there's probably more than that there at well, the cart track. At Phillip Island, we had everyone coming through the pits. I had a bunch of people come up and say good day, and we talked about the show, and we talked about the racing. It was brilliant. We we also and yet, um, we have, we have at, our preeminent at, round down there, and and we can't get seven thousand people more than that at That's the entrance average. too. Like I remember when I went down on the Friday, uh, mm. they, they've got the big uh, QR code at the front of the gate. Like no one's getting in there without scanning the QR code. So everyone's checked sure. in. Everyone knows where you're going. You even mm-hmm. have to like. Even your tickets got everything, and they keep it fully. Um, you know, like I, I don't know how much else that you can contact trace because the moment you walk through the gates at the racetrack, they know you're there. Like it's, it's, it's. Like, hmm. Let me get controversial for just a second. You know what? Before you politicians stand up in your in your in your three piece Hugo Boss suits and you let me. Oh, and you shit can our sport and you put 7,000 people through our sport, why don't you get your own backyard in order and stop all the spread through your hotel quarantine system that's obviously garbage and stop affecting the business of our sport? You can do it for and AFL. And it's not just our sport. It's, no, well, it's but you can do it for AFL and you can do it for tennis and you can do it for NRL and you can do it for this, but you can't do it for motorsport. I'm not being a victim and I'm not saying we're being victimised, but can you get your head out from between your legs and can you let us have our fans back, please, anytime soon? Thank you. There we go. Uh, Written, spoken and authorised by Matt McKeldin for the Driver's Seat Radio Show. Uh, One of the the actual uh, issues is, um, what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah. So uh, one thing that hasn't been addressed yet is, uh, because you've obviously had that uh, little minor outbreak in Brisbane because Triple H's based in Brisbane, isn't it? So... If I think that's going to be an interesting one to follow too, because we all know that when, like, when do teams leave to get down here? Uh, to, what's today? Wednesday. Wednesday yesterday. Yeah. yesterday. And, yesterday. We, and yeah. we've seen well, how don't quickly, forget that yeah. it is yesterday because it's only a two-day meeting. 
Yeah. This weekend. So first two-day meeting of the year, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, look, the whole the outbreak up here, I must admit I've been really busy today. I haven't seen the news. I'm not entirely sure what our system is up here in Queensland or the situation, I should say, in Queensland at the moment. Well, but as of yesterday, it was fine. Yeah, it was... so there's no panic, right? No. There's no panic. The contract traces are in. We've got it. We were doing all that sort of stuff. But we keep screwing up at hotel quarantine level, and it keeps affecting what we're doing. Can we just have our – we're an open – we're an open park sport. We don't do this in a stadium. We don't do it here, there, and everywhere. We do it in open areas. If you drop them in the middle of the Nullarbor when they arrive in the country, it would take them more than two weeks to get anywhere, then they'd be fine. You're a political genius, Steve Johnson. How you simple really is that? Are. Well, anyway. Give them a bottle of – actually, buy, buy them a uh, carton of water from Coles 995. <laughs> Carry that. Away you go. Anyway, um, uh, so Nimsy, do you look at at Stevie J the way I do sometimes and just go, where did that come from? I know where it came from, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just quickly on the text, our good buddy Tom in Toowoomba's uh, chimed in. Hi Here guys, with S- with SVG's collarbone, do you think supercars or Red Bull Ampol Racing have a duty of care to not allow SVG? to race on the weekend. Yes, I know he wants to race, but if he gets in an accident, how much damage could really be uh, done, I'm going to guess? Great question, Tom. Not really. No, it's up to, you know, it's not a, it's the only time it's an impact sport is when you obviously, when something goes wrong. But, you know, it's not like football. You get guys that are Mm. footy players, motocrossers that break their collarbone one weekend and drive the next. It's actually stronger than what it was. It's actually plated. It's stronger than what it was. It's just now him making sure that because it's been stagnant for, you know, 10, 12 days Mm. with no exercise, that just making sure that it's not stiff enough. Uh, It's it's not stiff because at the moment, you know, the range of movement's the the most important thing. But in an accident, that'll be just as strong, if not stronger than what it was before. But I can tell you, Tommy, if there was even the slightest hint that SVG was not going to be able to do this, they've got Garth Tander in the wings, ready to go. He's got the size nines laced up. Um, fair replacement if you need to put him in. So I don't think I don't think Red Bull Ampol Racing would jeopardise their superstar at SVG. And have you met SVG? Like if SVG is ready to go and he tells you he's ready to go, he's ready to go. Hmm. Uh, well, look, that's going to be interesting to see what happens. We'll find out who's going to be in car 97, obviously, when it gets on track. But uh, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. We'll take a quick pause for the cause and be back with more. We'll get our power rankings updated. We'll do that next. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Uh, if you want to text in, you can do so. 0433981116. Tom in Hobart chimed in. Don't curse Andre this weekend, please, boys. Geordie and Lethal, three in a row. <laughs> Tom will do our best. That's, Thank that's you, Tom. Harsh. I know. I know. And I spoke to Geordie Cox on Sunday night, and he was uh, he was not a happy camper. So, uh, yeah. He'll well, get over it. He'll get over it. He'll be all right. But, yes, we, we will hopefully not That's what you call curse it's what Tom, you... Uh, uh, Andre. Character building. That's what you call mm. it. 
<laughs> Definitely. But uh, hey, look, it's time to get into this week's Power Rankings. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. And yes, if you're wondering why I extended the S, <laughs> I couldn't find my sheet. Uh, power Rankings, <laughs> where's that button? There it is. <laughs> uh, we do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays back. The rankings heading into Sandown this weekend. You got SVG sitting on top with six votes from Triple Eight, three votes to Tim Slade in P2, Zane Goddard from MSR in P3 with two votes and one vote to Mark Winterbottom in Team 18. A couple of questions I want to ask you, boys. Mm-hmm. Some names that some glaring omissions, to be honest, from the power rankings. Now, obviously, it is very subjective, and that's the beauty of the power rankings. But one name, as I was writing this down, that I was quite shocked to not see on there was Chazzy Mozzie. Chaz Mozzie. Oh, I knew you were going to say Chaz, yeah. Chaz Mozzie. Because he had a ripper weekend at... Uh, the, uh, the Mount Panorama 500? He did, he did. But you know what? I mean, every weekend, and we've done this in the past, you know, maybe we need to do a power rankings that do not include the podium place getters. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not about. It's not just about the results you get. It's about right. the sort of weekend you stitch together, which is why Zane Goddard's there, which mm. is why Tim Slade's there. You know, they, they had ripper starts to their season given – the situation that they're in, given oh, what they've got. Yeah. And I, and that's the sort of thing that deserves the points. It's not necessary. Because if we just go one, two, three, Nimsy and Steve, it'll be, podium, it'll podium, be a podium. whitewash by somebody. Yeah, it'll exactly. be podium, podium, podium. And that's boring. You know, and I get we had that a bit last couple of years with Scotty Mack because, it, I mean, there was times that you literally couldn't not give him three points. You know what no. I mean? So uh, Timmy Slade, you know, he copped uh, three votes. I think he got two from me and one for you, Matty. Mm. Uh, and that was purely, yes, we know we had the accident. And yes, we know there was an issue there and the car was written off and, uh, or basically written off for the weekend anyway. And uh, he didn't take part in Sunday, but it was all about how that come about. You know, that team didn't, didn't even have a... Uh, didn't have a uh, workshop. It didn't have a workshop <laughs> three months before that. Yeah. Um, so for them to be qualifying on the front row, they were up there in the top four, I believe, every practice session, That's four correct. or five, yep. and to be running uh, in a podium position, well, I was actually running in fourth, trying to get Davo for third. Mm. Um, that's that's what earned him, you know, the points, and that's what it's all about. It's about um, the reward, about, you know, the, I guess the lead up and what's happening, and, you know, if it wasn't for a few other issues with a, with a couple of other cars, you, you would have found, mm. you know, um, you know, like Andre, they had a bit of a shocking weekend, but there was, you know, Jamie Winkup probably could have been up there. Yeah, true. So true. there was, there's so many. I mean, there's just too many to choose from. The but, DJR boys, like they did. Yeah, both DJR boys. I mean, Anton did a great job, um, but he had that obviously issue on Saturday where he hit the fence. He was P1 in qualifying, which surprised everybody before mm. the shootout. There's just so many, I guess, positives through the weekend that you could take into consideration. And, you know, we do. And I think, you know, we got it pretty right there, Matty. Yeah, I, look, I think so too. And I think this year we're going to focus on those weekends, what they stitch together rather than just those podiums. Yeah. So, it'll, you know, you may see more points for a Zane Goddard or a, or a, a Todd Hazelwood that, you know, may not feature as prevalent as they did uh, or as they might have not have in the last 12 months. Yeah, for, for anyone that is, like, sort of questioning, like, you know, the legitimacy of it, like, sometimes, as you guys mentioned, there's a lot of stuff that happens like mid pack that you like Scotty Pye, for example, does fantastic mm. work. Um, like what was that stat last year? He passed more cars than anyone 
on the grid because yeah. he qualified so poorly. But you you got you want to show that like, hey, look, it's not just you don't have to be on the podium and have a good weekend. It helps. No. Trust me, it helps. Sure, it does help. <laughs> but um, absolutely. But yeah, it's not all bringing home trophies. It's about making little gains. And well, and on on more than one occasion, Nimsy, we've seen drivers take out the championship who have won very few races, but they've been in that top five every week. Well, week Rick in, Kelly week out. won his championship yep. without winning a race. There you go. So it's all about consistency, and if you can start stringing it together, it's uh, it's going to be good. Well, we'll find out if uh, we have any new additions to that list. I have a strange feeling that we will, um, but that was our power rankings. We'll diss out more votes after Sandown. We'll do it thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly Australian-made lubricants, just quickly on the text line too, Tommy and Toowoomba, I think we can all agree with this one. How good is Chaz going in TCR? Yeah, oh, he had a ripper weekend. Just how good's Chaz? He's just he's one just a talent. Absolutely. Although he couldn't keep the tyres under him in race three, but anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> True. Yeah. You know, even gods can bleed, though. So, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership on the old text line. Thanks to Tampa. Stevie J, you're not having much luck either this year keeping the tyres on your car from Tommy in Toowoomba. <laughs> oh. all, all I can say to that Tommy. is uh, Tommy must be be like that I'm godlike, as you explained well, earlier, Nimsy. Oh, we did Go say easy. gods can bleed, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, thanks, Tom. Fair <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hey, quickly, though, let's let's quickly talk, before we get to our next talking point, uh, because this does uh, actually is fairly relevant. I was watching the old Channel 7 coverage of Phillip Island, and I think they did a fantastic job, uh, to be quite honest. they The entire team that was covering all the ARG races did phenomenally. And uh, I happen to notice a, a name that was rather consistently in the top 10 on the totem in the Trans Am, mm. and that was one uh, uh, car number five, the Kubota Mustang, with uh, one Matthew McKelvin. Well done. Some good results on the weekend, Matty. Thank you, mate. It was definitely in the wrong end of the top 10. It was actually 10th. <laughs> well, you run on the short track, <laughs> and everyone else is running the full track. <laughs> <laughs> good on you. No, good job. Yeah, no, we, good it job, was good. Mate. It was good. We needed after a really. Thank God you guys didn't. Uh, sorry to cut you off there, but mm. thank God you guys didn't run in the rain on Saturday. We that would there. have been horrible. We were on the grid, and we don't have windows in these things, so uh, there was much discussion about a lot of water coming in, then a lot of heat and a lot of windscreen fogging, and so yes, very very happy they didn't run. I mean, I, look, I like the wet at Phillip Island, um, but that was seriously wet. So, yeah, really happy that we uh, didn't run there. And thank you for coming down, Nimsy. It was great to see you. Oh, it was a lot you of can fun. check out our antics on uh, on our Facebook page. I was about to say, if you want a quick look-see at just the ins and outs and the workings of a Trans Am car, we've, Maddie's done a very uh, cool little piece on our Facebook page. Check it out, facebook.com forward slash the driver's seat show. And you're right, too, because Friday, how good was the Friday? Just beautiful sunshine. Sensational. Perfect weather. Literally yep. 24 hours later, it was yep, like, no someone, like someone <laughs> yeah. cut open a cloud and rain just bucketed down. But uh, well, and, and it was only for a couple of hours mm. because then the next day, brand new, we raced, we had to reschedule our race, Nimsy, and we raced at about 9.20, I think, the next morning. Yeah. And uh, it was brand new. Sunshine again, absolutely beautiful. So it was a cracking weekend at Phillip Island, uh, three-tenths 
places, put me ninth for the weekend, and uh, took me from 13th in the series to 10th. Yep. So, so good. well done there. But uh, look, Thank just you. just quickly leading towards the coverage, because I, I was very impressed with the... It was nice to have motorsport on free-to-air TV, which is good, but uh, sure. free-to-air coverage of this weekend, the Sandown Super Sprint, will be limited to late-night highlights, because Seven will only screen one-hour packages from Saturdays and Sundays qualifying and racing. Now, they'll be on the main channel, yay, and streamed on 7+. plus. The boo part comes because it's going to be at 12.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So that'll be 11.30 for our mates. Actually, no, it'll be midnight in Brisbane, Adelaide and Perth. And then on, it's basically 12.30. So after after dark is when you get to watch highlights. Repeats will be aired on 7, mate, on Monday. So if you want to catch up on the racing uh, after it's happened, you can watch that. But uh I get that it clashes with the opening round of the AFL Premiership and there's also coverage of the horse racing out of Rose Hill and the AFLW games too, but they've got four digital channels. So main seven will be showing um, the footy. Seven mates going to be showing the golden slipper, I think, and AFLW is also on one of the sevens. But seven two, at the time where Sandown's going, going on, will be showing the Weekender, Animal Rescue and House of Wellness. And Seven Flicks will be showing repeats of The Mentor and Bride and Prejudice. Can't you put that on? Wow. Can't you put that on the channel? You spent all that money. Wouldn't, couldn't you, wouldn't you just shuffle it on one of those channels? Because we know as long as it's on the screen, people will watch. Like, well, I don't get it. No, I don't get it either. And I've already, I've already uh, taken my high step on the soapbox this evening, so I won't, I won't go back <laughs> up there. We don't upset anyone sending in text messages or anything. So I just. Um, but Nimsy, I, ju- I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Now we're not asking for the full thing. I get that you can't do that. I understand that you, you've got agreements in place for all that sort of stuff. But even if you do what they used to do, I don't know if you remember this back in the day, Maddie. Remember when, when cricket was in, uh, like you'd have a game of cricket at the MCG, and mm. for everyone that lived in Melbourne, it wasn't shown on TV. It'd be like they'd have the first hour and be like, all right, correct, yep. Do something like that. <laughs> I look, I, yeah, I just midnight. I mean, it's back to the days it was Stevie J when your old man was running around and it was the Crimson Coat Brigade at yep. update at 10.30 at night on a Sunday night after a weekend at Lakeside or something like that, which is all we had back then and we loved it. But you're right, Nimsy, in what you say, you got four digital channels, um, uh, I'm getting including here. 7 Plus, yeah. the, the, their streaming channel. I just, I just, Warburton. James Warburton, who is the head of Seven, I just don't understand the logic with this. Someone tell me, because I can't get it. Unless there's a lot of uh, money put into Bride and Prejudice rights. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, who wouldn't want to watch Bride and Prejudice for the 15th time, you know? What a great show. Yeah, but I just don't don't get it. You spend all that money, you hype it all up, because it's going to be a while before we see Supercars, and they did such a great job the weekend beforehand. And this will cause the backlash. You know, there there is already a lot of backlash about seven, uh, about free-to-air TV rights, and it's only on KO if you want to watch the whole thing or only on Fox Sports. And seven sits there and says, oh, it's no, it's going to be great and it's going to do this, that, and the other thing. And then the first time outside, the Bathurst 500, the second round, you go and shunt it to midnight. Stupid. Just and look, before anyone does fire up uh, their old text and shoot a couple through, we're not saying take the footy off because we know that that's not going to happen. But no. when you've literally got two other stations on seven that are showing just garbage, basically. Why don't and you a put streaming it service. Yeah. Like, 
Anyway, NMZ, that's why we're in radio and we're not running Network 7s or 9 or 10 or Fox or KO or any of that sort of stuff because clearly we ain't smart enough to work it out. Yeah, well, the good people at KO will be showing it live every single thing ad, good bro- on you, ad break free. So uh, good old KO and good old Fox Sports for that. But uh, hey, let us know what you think. 0433 98 11 16. Maybe we'll get some angry Bride and Prejudice fans that are just like, <laughs> this is when I catch up on Bride and Prejudice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hey, but just before we go, NMZ, did, did want to say having just given Seven a smack there, I did think their coverage of the ARG stuff was pretty good with the addition of Jack Perkins, who I think is fantastic. And even uh, Tom down in Hobart was mentioning on our text, our temper text line here that uh, Dave Reynolds was a great addition. <laughs> and yes, he was. I think someone has to tell him not to swear. In prime time, a couple times. There was a great one so, too, yeah. where he forgot uh, Thomas Randall's name. <laughs> yeah, he had called to him look, old mate. No, no, but he actually had to look at that's like ah oh, T Randall. Uh, yeah, he looked at the side of the cowling of the S five thousand. Like he stuck the camera and the microphone in the helmet and the halo, and then goes, "Yeah, we're just down on the grid with T Randall." T Randall. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, Davey. Yeah. So look, I think Greg Rust, Crailsy, Knuckles, Nolte, Jack Perkins, sensational. And that'll only get better as we go uh, further into the season. It certainly will. And uh, before we leave, let's let's get a little bit of Davey Reynolds from the coverage. Uh, well, Dave, I'm surprised you actually come down here because uh, this is partly your fault, mate. Oh, is it really my fault? <laughs> uh, well, obviously, when you've um, when you've come to interview me at the start of the race, the water's come into the car and instantly fogged up the uh, the only part of the screen I needed to see, which is the left-hand side, and I couldn't go in. Yeah, just couldn't see where I was going, really. So you're solely blaming me for your shitty uh, bad performance. I'm blaming you. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> that... And that was, of course, in prime time on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday was. <laughs> now, that's what you Whoops. call a pit lane reporter there. Good on you, Davey. Mm. That's fantastic. But, uh, look, you listen to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Don't go anywhere. We've got our race rewind that is coming up next right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains and you. Together, we are implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Joe, we'll get to your text in just a moment. But before we do that, we have to do this. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premium Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. Now, this weekend, it's just regular old sand down. It's a super sprint round. And the last time, there was a sprint round at the at Sandown. It was 2011 and the Norton 360 Sandown Challenge. Now, unfortunately for you, Steve, it wasn't a great day at the office, uh, that entire event, but we'll get to that a bit later on. But Rick <laughs> Kelly defied wet conditions to take victory in the opening race of the round with James Courtney and Todd Kelly rounding out the podium. Will Davo finished fourth uh, ahead of SVG. And despite starting second last on the grid... Craig Lanz managed to salvage a sixth-place finish. Frosty took seventh. Garth Tander, P8. Fabs, P9. And Steve Owen rounding out the top ten for race one. Stevie O. Mm. How uh, good. On, on the Sunday, Triple Eight pretty much secured the team's championship. Jamie Wincup dominate. Lights to, what do they say? What, is it lights to flag? Lights to flag. Yeah, yep. there we go. I knew I'd get it eventually. But yeah, <laughs> he, he started on pole and pretty much held off Frosty in P2 and Will Davo in P3. Lanzi was his only championship threat, finished P4, which means Triple Eight got the team's championship for Team Vodafone. 
And then the next round was in Sydney with the championship still on the line between Win Cup and Lowndes. We all know that uh, J-Dub went and got it. But uh, let's get back to that sprint round because, Stevie, it was pretty chaotic. There was, I think it was like four safety cars. You caused one. <laughs> yes, thanks. Thanks for that. The uh, Nymph Azul. It wasn't one of my most uh, be memorable weekends. weekends. <laughs> yes. But we've all had them. So, uh yeah, it was there, there was a lot of stuff going on that weekend, and um, you know I think that just with the short race scenario at Sandown, mm. it just took the the pressure level and just boosted up about fifty percent uh, to basically you know it, it is a, a hard track to pass at the best of times. Yep. It hasn't got a lot of tire degradation and that sort of thing, but so you were having to do over and above what you normally would to try to get around people, and um, I think that showed with the amount of incidents there were on the weekend. Yeah, it was it was absolute carnage. I was watching the race, uh, and it, I, what I love about wet weather supercars races is I don't think I've ever seen in my entire life windscreen wipers that go that fast because it's just like Whoa! it's just so cool. But um, and then another interesting one was Will Davo actually won the round because he finished uh, P four in race one and P P two in race two. Yeah. Is he your teammate then? No. no, no, he was at no. F. He was HRT at HRT. Or... No, no, FPR. No, FPR. In the old trading post. Because let's be uh, honest, car. there's been a few for Will. So yeah, he's had a couple. I, I struggle to remember which year he was in what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there has been a couple of colour changes for the William. <laughs> yeah, I would. Well, I was actually uh, looking back at uh, just on our driver's seat Instagram page, and there was a quite a hilarious press photo when you boys were teammates where you've got the most awful speed dealer sunnies on. And uh, I don't know if you picked that up at a servo on the way to the photo shoot, Steve, but it's quite an amusing one. But uh, head to our Instagram if you want to have a look, Steve. But uh, do you reckon we're going to see, depending on the forecast, which I haven't looked at, um, some form of carnage like that, especially since there's a lot of people on that grid that wouldn't have been to Sandown at a sprint round? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be like that. The weather definitely throws the uh, throws that sort of, you know, uh, what do you call it, Matty? You know, I well, mean, it, it, it really, it really promotes that sort of driving and that sort of, I guess, carnage yeah. in a way. Yeah. Uh, if if it's good weather, Nimsy, I don't think so. I mean, as SVG and a, and a lot of the guys have said, it's just so hard now to even follow cars, let alone pass them. And if everybody's very, very similar, very similar times, Sandown's always got very, very close times uh, between the first fifteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that, you know, we're, we're almost going to see a little bit of a procession again, unfortunately. It, look, if the weather hits, it'll spice it up. That's what it'll be. It'll yeah. be the weather. Because that place is single-handedly the slipperiest circuit in the Southern Hemisphere when it rains because you've got the horse racing track in the middle mm-hmm. and all of the chemicals and the fertilizers and all that kind of stuff do, do stray onto the track. So as soon as you go and add water – the joint is like an ice rink, particularly down at turn three, four, five, coming onto the back straight. It is, I cannot tell you, Nimsy, it is diabolical. I've gone off there. I know Stevie J's, I think, swiped the wall there. Even Malcolm Owens in a fast track car has gone off the <laughs> off the road there. So <laughs> um, it, is a, it is a genuine, a genuine um, uh, fly in the ointment if that rain comes down. So as a fan who's not going to be there, I'll be watching it on KO, Bring on the rain because it always makes it super exciting. Mm. Uh, so looking at the forecast, Saturday, partly cloudy with a top of 26 degrees. Uh, on Sunday, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of a shower. 
There you go. It'll be interesting. 30%. Mm. 30%. That'll go up between now and Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, that means it's bring hail. It. Yeah, bring it. <laughs> You're not right been, there. Been there and done that in hail at Sandown. <laughs> yeah, no good. No good. Ace. No good. I've done no good ace. <laughs> Just for those, for yes, those, I've also done that. <laughs> no good ace. For those playing at home, if you do want to watch the 2011 Northern 360 Challenge, it's actually free on YouTube on Superview. Which is pretty oh, there cool. You go. Yeah, so uh, there check you it go. out. It's, okay. it's chaotic, but that's all I can tell you. But um, that was our race rewind. Thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. Uh, we'll talk a bit of Formula One next, but we'll get to this text first, I reckon. This is from Joe, who's texted in. Hi, boys. Do you think Danny uh, Daniel Rick's pace during testing was real and could challenge, if not the Mercs, but Red Bull? That's from Joe. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I think. I think the McLaren is going to be a surprise. Well, we were mm. chatting about this off air. Many a, mm. a surprise packet uh, this year with that new engine. Obviously, the Mercedes power plant. But yeah, you know, you look at it and you see it every year. You know, Mercedes come out and they. I, I think what they actually do is they hook on the trailer on the back and tow all the sand out for the track <laughs> for their for their runoff areas. They've got that many sandbags in the back of their car. It's not that fast. So, you know, Merck's notorious for doing that. Yeah. And there was actually quite a good story recently. I can't remember where it was uh, that I saw on the socials and clicked on it. It was a story about how Merck go about their testing program and their pre-season testing uh, and and how they rate their performance in their car in certain areas of the track compared to others. Mm. And they've got this system where that they, you know, Ferrari, for instance, for many years they were studying very hard. And mm. if Ferrari, if they knew Ferrari had found six tenths between a certain part of their car and a certain part of the track, they could equate what that was going to do to their car and they could know exactly how many more tenths that they were going to gain. It was just mm. phenomenal how this, how this story read. Um, and just how technical they go into things without having to test it on the track and show everyone what they've actually got. Joe, I have no idea. Um, and we never know, as Stevie J said, till we get to the first race. But I will say this. Ferrari is going to be better. Um, Aston Martin with Vettel behind the wheel should be pretty good. Red Bull had a good session. McLaren were fast. Mercedes, they will be fast. Of course, they'll be fast. But I am hoping. How's the Alpha Terry? It was fast. It was Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, Yuki Sonoda was fast. So I am genuinely hoping, Joe, because normally I think I'd rather smash my head in the smash myself in the head than watch a Formula One race. It's a procession session, isn't it? I am genuinely hoping that this year we're going to have five different winners and a full-on scrap for the championship because that that'll get me back to the screen. So we'll just see because there are a lot of changes this year, even though the cars haven't changed. Yeah, it should be interesting. I uh, hope that answers your question there, Joe. We'll cover a bit more Formula One as it happens during the year, but uh, we'll take a quick pause for the cause here on the driver's seat. We do it, as always, thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements. Crone. Great planes. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, Great Plains and You together. We're implementing a great partnership. We had some sad news come out over the weekend, boys, with the passing of Murray Walker. And one of the most famous things that I absolutely love was was the the start of every Formula One race. And this one light, two lights, three lights, four lights, five lights, and it's go, 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 go. The old Murray Walker, go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, I was uh, listening to one of the Gold Coast radio stations. Uh, obviously the breakfast show and they paid tribute to Murray 
Walker uh, as well. And one of the favourite things for them for remembering him was not actually Murray's voice. It was was the fella portraying Murray in the 12th the man. The 12th man. Oh. No, it was, it was the 12th man. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 12th man. Oh, yeah. no. Which we can't use the words at the 12th man. Oh. Well, they we did, but they sort of bleeped it out a little the, bit. But the, geez, something cars gold. going around and around and around. And around. It's so, so something boring. boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he's gold. not wrong if you've watched a Formula One race <laughs> in recent times. Uh, uh, Tom into Toowoomba has uh, texted in, but we'll get to that after a bit. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the motorsport world uh, was mourning the loss of Murray Walker, who passed away at the age of 97. He'd yep. be broadcasted for 50 years, uh, like working for both the BBC and ITV before retiring from commentating in 2001. But even after he retired, he still did a couple of stuff, even in the world of supercars. Yeah, he called uh, he called V8 Utes. He called a couple of supercar races. Um, and not many people know uh, about Murray Walker that he was also an advertising guru in the UK. So... Up until he was 60, that's it, 6-0, he still had his uh, his own advertising agency in the UK and the calling thing, the commentary thing, was a, uh, a part-time gig for him. So it was when he was 60 that he retired from the ad game and then went full-time to being a commentator, 60, 6-0. Wow. So he was he was uh, one out of the box. Anyone of, of my age or Stevie's age grew up with him. Uh, 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 he was, he had some sensational Murrayisms, was renowned for making terrible mistakes um, <laughs> when he was calling, which all made it uh, a lot of fun. He, he called beside James Hunt. I mean, he was, uh, he was a legend of the sport and um, what a great innings. 97, Stevie J. Yep. I mean, wow. Super. Fantastic. And if you want to hear a great chat with him, jump on to... Uh, wherever you get your podcasts to F1 Beyond the Grid. They've just replayed an interview with Tom Clarkson that he did uh, probably two years ago, I think, and it was uh, sensational. Also on more sad news, and it's only just been announced while we've been on air, um, a very famous racing driver in Europe, female racing driver called Sabine Schmidt, who is renowned for being one of the best drivers on the notorious Nordschleife, uh, the, the, the green hell in Germany. Um, she's just lost a three-year battle with cancer this evening. So uh, RIP Sabine Schmidt, 51, way too young, way too young. Jeez Louise, that's uh, definitely no good. Um, she mm. also did some stuff for Top Gear as well, if I recall. She did. She did quite a bit for Top Gear. She was very well-known um, and accomplished Racing driver used to take a lot of taxi laps around uh, uh, around the Nordschleife. So um, an incredible talent, lived there, grew up there, uh, knew the circuit better than anyone. So uh, and kept that battle very very quiet, from what I understand. Nobody knew it was going on. So a three year battle, and as I say, fifty one of all of the dangerous things we do, Stevie J. Of all of the silly, stupid, dangerous things we do, and you, and you don't get more silly than driving around the the Nordschleife as a career on that circuit mm. um, to then be taken by cancer at 51 is just tragic. Um, I've got an interesting one here. This is just going back to Murray Walker. Tom in Hobart has texted through, my favourite Murrayism of all time, there's nothing wrong with the car except it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh, my God, that's yeah, quite exactly amusing. Right. He was a very he, – he was um, – you know, when you when you do something at sixty, Nimsy and Steve, to be your full time gig, there's a fair chance you're going to make a couple of mistakes. Mm. And he was renowned for it. 
there's if you look on YouTube, there's some very funny Murrayisms and and uh, he was he was from what I understand, I never met him, but I believe he was a very soft, gentle, loving sort of bloke, particularly in, the, in his later years and uh, friend to many. So, and it was like his voice never changed. No, you know, every time you'd hear him, even even in his early to mid nineties, it, it was it was a voice that you just cannot forget. It's, it's, no, it, and it's uh, look because obviously I'm very new to motorsport. Like obviously I've been doing this for a while now, but I'm relatively new compared to you guys as a fan. And even I knew who Murray Walker was because he is like when you saw. It's like if you saw cricket, you knew Richie Benno. If you know That's football, right. you know Bruce yep. McAvaney. If yep. you know uh, league, you know Rabs Warren. Like yep. Murray Walker and Formula One mutually exclusive. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, exactly. And he, he said things like, you can cut the tension with a cricket stump. Um, uh, if is a very long word in Formula One. In fact, if is F1 spelt backwards. Thank you, Murray. Oh, that's quite amusing. I don't make mistakes. I make prophecies, which immediately turn out to be wrong. <laughs> that's very funny. Uh, but, but, yeah, look, thankfully, one if, if there is uh, any good that can come of it, at least his voice will be heard for generations to come in uh, years and years of commentary. So, uh, yeah, our condolences to the family and friends of Murray Walker there. But uh, uh, jump on board. If you, want, if you want to give some of your favourite Murrayisms, let us know on the text line, 0433 98 11 16. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota, Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Right now, it's time for the podium. Now on The Driver's Seat, The Podium. I'm having a very extended uh, time with my words and my buttons today. But <laughs> you really are. I was just like, if you, if you saw how many mice I have on this desk, it's uh, that's uh, you really are. Do you want me to take over up here, Nimsy? Mate, look, uh, I'll, good... I'll go start pushing buttons, and we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, don't do that, mate. We only just got onto the Gold Coast. We don't want to be taken off the Gold Coast. It's been well, welcome to our Gold Coast listeners this evening. Yeah, we'll we'll you come in tomorrow and go. What the hell have these boys done with, with my board? Are you staying dry out there in the rain? Um, but. But um, yeah, if you're if you are listening on sixteen twenty SEN Gold Coast, text in oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, look, here's three talking points headed into the Sandown five hundred and beyond. But uh, talking point number one in P one, we touched on this pretty briefly beforehand. But who will be in car ninety seven at Sandown? Will only be one or two people. Well, it'll be SVG or GT, won't mm. it? I think it'll be SVG. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. Uh, he had a drive up at Queensland Raceway in a BMW M4, mm-hmm. uh, which he's driving at the six hour over Easter at Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a pretty good thing for him to get into, to have a feel of what his collarbone's going to be like, because you don't have to change gears as such. It's got paddle shift. Uh, and so, ABS, yeah. so you can brake real deep. Yeah. So it'll put his collarbone under the hands device. And- yep. The belt's under serious pressure, so and he seemed to have come out pretty good on that. I think so. He said he's still a little bit sore and still needs to get a little bit of strength in it. But um, you know, obviously, I chatted to him yesterday, and and very very positive. No real pain as such. It's just more getting it back moving again because it's been in a sling for you know the best part of a week and a half now. Yeah. 
Just, um, I know it's unlike us to veer off onto other topics and go onto tangents, but uh, talking about the Bathurst Six Hour, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's got uh, TCR supports there too. Will you boys be there as well? Uh, I will be. So I head off uh, next for, uh, next Thursday. Mrs. Mack and I are heading down to the mountain. So, yeah, we'll have uh, TCR S5000. This is a plethora um, of categories there. Are you going to yeah, be there, there too, is... Stevie, in the XD? Uh, no, no, no. We've We had our run there just gone um for the oh yeah of course round. yes geez yeah, forgot but about that. um but i will be there but late i'll be getting there on the sunday i've actually got uh some work to do on the monday drive day there the next day so do you have to sit beside anyone negatory matthew oh. they follow me good and i watch them in the mirror crash yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> i once i once sat beside malcolm owens from Kubota, our friends mm. at Kubota, going around the track how did that fare for you? Uh, well, I made it all the way around to Forest Elbow, and then I got into Bullover, and I went up one of the driveways and yarked everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you start with white pants, and oh, they ended up being caramel pants? I threw up everywhere. <laughs> it was no good. I'm looking forward to no this, good. though. Uh, the Bath is six hour. Now, that's going to be shown on 7 and 7, mate, which is going to be cool. That's uh, the Easter weekend. Easter weekend, the high-tech hmm. oils, Bathurst six hour. Jeez, you're not wrong, mate. Look at the amount of, like, the categories. you got the uh, Excel Bathurst Challenge, the the Hyundai's. What's Radical Australia? They're like a, an open wheel sports car class. They mm-hmm. were they're very they were probably one of the fa- they were the fastest cars in Australia until S five thousand came along. So open cockpit, but they got bodies over them and the wheels are covered and all that sort of stuff. And they they're grassings. They are unreal. Paddle shift, very fast, big aero. Good fun. Very cool. Yeah, so there's historic touring cars as well. The GT World Challenge, Super Cheap Auto, mm-hmm. TCR Australia Series, the Trans Am, as we mentioned too. Uh, and, of course, the the name on the marquee, the High Tech Alls Bathurst Six Hour. So yep, which will all be on Sunday, that's, uh, the Six Hour. That's a lot of fun to watch there. And then later on in the year, of course, you've got the Bathurst International. So nice to see ARG yes. getting a, a good good chunk of uh, motorsport mm. uh, this year. We're, we're expecting to have 35 Trans Am cars that weekend. How well, many was that? As on, in what, the yeah. International? No, or... no, just at, at, no, the Six Hour. Oh, in, really? In, yeah, a couple of weeks. We're expecting to have 35. Wow, that's massive. That'll be a big one. It was a pretty massive grid at the island too, wasn't it? There was like 20, uh, 24. 24, 24 yeah. Mm. Yep. yeah, yeah. So it's certainly growing and um, will be the big V8 class there, which will be uh, which will be mega. We'd love to see people there. Yeah, jump I on. I think you can actually have crowds there that weekend because it's not I believe you will. I believe you will. But um, mm. uh, that's the P2 on the podium. Uh, Tony Delberto locked in for 2021. DJR announced earlier this week that he will be returning for a sixth what is wrong with me? With sixth <laughs> season with the team. Uh, Tony's best result is obviously the P3 at Bathurst with Fabian Coulthard in 2017. But obviously this year, he's going to have a new primary driver. Yeah. What do you reckon? And, uh, we don't know. Where, well, I think the expectation is that if Scotty Mack comes back, he'll team up in the 17 with Will Davis. And I think that's the general expectation. So you'd expect... Uh, Anton de Pasquale and uh, Tony <laughs> Dito to to get locked in together, but as we said, we're not entirely sure that Scotty's actually going to be able to get back. So who knows? But I think that's fantastic for Tony. He's such a good bloke and such a good driver, and and I think great continuity for that team to have uh, have him in there for the sixth year. So big congrats to him. Yeah, Tony D is also going to be um, race fit too because he's he'll be contesting in the TCR Australia series and. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool. I, I thought that this was, well, it wasn't a surprise, but um, it kind of was a surprise, if that makes sense, because I thought that maybe we'd go with a fully refreshed driver lineup. Uh, 
Yeah. But uh, to, to yeah. see Tony D come back, I was pleasantly surprised. I think um, I think it was one of the great unknowns about the shut the driver shuffle at DJR. Who was who were they going to get? And um, uh, I think because everyone because universally TD is well liked and well respected. More importantly, as a racing does driver, does a solid job though. Yeah, too. He does yeah, a great can job. Steer. Yeah, yeah. Can steer. Can does steer. It, brings the car home. You know, yep. I don't want to put the moz in him, but yep. brings the car home. And uh, as we've done with a few people this year, <laughs> uh, but um, you know, as you and you're right though, Nims. When you and Maddie, when you talk about it, obviously our third point on the podium, there, Nims, is mm. is Scotty Mac. Yeah. Mm. What happens if he's a no-go because mm. of commitments or whatever it might be? Um, then who do they put with um, with Will? So I'm sure um, there's probably a plan B, but you know I'm sure that, that their option is plan A at the moment. Well, who would be uh, the plan B? Well, first off, let, let's let's dive into what would stop Scotty from coming back because if the IndyCar season doesn't change, mm. it, the only thing that would stop he, uh, stop he, would stop Scotty coming into the country is the 14-day hotel quarantine because sure. yep. the IndyCar season finishes 10 day before ba- 10 days before Bathurst and there are no local cases of covid in Australia any any cases across the country that are there are because of international arrivals so we're going to be it's going to be hard pressed to snap those borders open to let Scotty in I reckon yeah I- Unless and and you're talking, well, I, I didn't quite fail maths, but I was just passable. <laughs> and if they've got a quarantine for 14 days and their season only finishes 10 days before, mm, doesn't compute. Yeah, doesn't it? Not, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. So there would need to be a fundamental shift in international policy here, uh, border policy, by the Australian government to make this happen. So I'm calling it now. I don't think you'll be here. October, I, though, I just don't think you'll be here. But October might, you know, the vaccine might be readily. Distributed across the country, though by then you never know. Yeah, but I, I still don't think even even as countries roll out their vaccine programs, Nimsy, that six months, mm. six or seven months is going to be a, enough of a litmus test to throw the borders open. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to be, I, particularly when we have got this two jab system and whatever it all is. Um, I just don't think that Scotty will be here in twenty twenty one. And you know what? There's even part of me, Stevie, that Jay, that says, you know what, don't come back, Scotty. Stay over there. Focus on your indie program. Um, you've done everything you need to do here. Stay over there and focus on that and put someone else in the chair. So that then leads us to our second point, which you touched on briefly. Who's available on the open market right now that could, you know, ideally step in that seat? Because you're not just going to get any old person to sit in either Car 17 or with Anton. No, no, I mean if you put well, if you put I believe Tony Anton. D. Sorry, I, I believe as you said, Tony D will be locked in with Anton. Yeah. I know they haven't announced who's with who yet. That's what I'm pretty sure will happen. Alex, Alex Davison, maybe. Well, That's Will's okay. had yeah. had uh, Will's had Alex mm. before, obviously in previous mm. years. So mm. possibly they've had some good success at Bathurst. Steve Owen, uh, yeah. There's yep. Yeah, there's another one. Mm. There's some pretty good talent there. Dean Canto. The only thing with with some of those guys is. They need to be driving through the year. Yeah, that's that's the key. And you look at even Lounsey with um, Wind Cup. You know he's he's competing in the Carrera Cup Championship. Yeah, he is. You know that's just to sure. keep miles under his belt. Mm. So then you get these other guys, and 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 you can do it for a year or two years after, not with not much miles, but then it starts to get harder. Mm. You know, so they really need to be doing like the Alexes and the Cantos and all these guys. 
not just driver training miles. They need to be doing race miles in race cars. Uh, even Luca Yildon, you know, like he's doing the Crow Cup Championship this year. He yes. realises how important it is to just keep driving, keep that that reflexes up and keep keep that brain ticking so quickly mm. um, because as we see with, with, you know, with Luke a few years back, you know, one little, um, you know, lack, lap of concentration and it's all over. So, you know, whoever it is, they need to be doing constant miles. And Steve who, Johnson, would you be a chance? Well, I'm not, well, I guess I'm doing TCM miles, but it's sort of a bit different. You really need to be doing, you know, like a you know, GT, like a, you know, GT3 mm-hmm. miles, um, it's yeah. Moffat, no, Moffat's already Moffat's already it? in there. So well, well, yeah, I mean, because you're right, Steve. You, you do need to. And sorry to interrupt, but like right. you look at, it's not just the level of co-drivers this year is so strong. I mean, just looking at the names that have been actually confirmed: Garth Tander, Craig Lowndes, James Moffat, Alex Premer, Thomas Randall, Warren Luff, Lee Holdsworth, Jack Perkins, David Russell, James Golding, Michael Caruso, Tim Blanchard, Luke Yildon. Dale, uh, Dale Wood, Chris Pithett. Now, a lot of these guys actually have race wins under their belt as primary drivers. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of these guys are actually good enough sometimes to to still be on the grid. <laughs> oh, and you know, again, we look at we look at GT. He's he he should still he got re, he got retired. He didn't retire. He yeah. got retired. Yeah, he had the he's old still yellow. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's he's. Uh, Totally still good enough to to be driving. So it's going to be – I'll tell you what, Nimsy, we, none of us know at this stage, but it's going to be fascinating to watch. I reckon in the box seat is Alex Davison, mm. I reckon. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just saw a text coming in that uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll get to a little bit later on. But, uh, look, that was the podium. We do it thanks to um, – no, we don't have a sponsor for the podium. Oh, um, you are an idiot. But <laughs> – you are listening to the driver's seat. You can tell it's fast, almost approaching the end of the show. <laughs> Someone take his phone off here, right? <laughs> it's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes and you. <laughs> Together, we're implementing a great partnership. We'll straighten up and come back straight after this. On sorry, the dr- sorry, Dimsy. <laughs> back with more after this. Keldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. You can tell it's that part of the evening where we're getting just a little bit too loose. Having a bit of fun with the text machine, aren't we? <laughs> well, you two knuckleheads are. We got you good. Got you good, Nimsy. Oh, look, look, for those playing at home, if you do text in on the speckle, on, on the uh, temper text line, uh, 0433981116. Now, if we don't have you in the system and you're not a regular caller, uh, it'll just pop up your phone number. But if we do know who you are, it'll pop up your name. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm just like, do we have someone listening in Belarus? And the number, Stephen Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> Fairly immediate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, jeez, Louise. Anywho, yes, you're right, Matty. We'll get back on track. Um, <laughs> uh, a couple of loose ends, which we'll quickly wrap up. Something that I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about the S5000s earlier was that uh, at Sandown this weekend, John Bow is actually going to be honoured with a trophy for the S5000 category, the John Bow Trophy. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. very they, cool. They're doing that at every round. So I think it was 
Alfie Costanzo trophy at Phillip Island, mm-hmm. and this week's going to be the uh, the John Bow trophy because, of course, he was a big he was a big uh, F five thousand racer back in the day, and he did a, he did a lot of racing. Lot of open wheel racing at Sandown as well mm-hmm. in that car. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that. I did not know that he had a like prior to his wonderful exploits in the ATCC. Yep. that he uh, did some open wheel stuff. Well, oh, he yeah. was. He Big was time. very much open wheel. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to say that the open wheelers in the country aren't real now, but they were real things back then, like the full ground effects cars. Um, you know. Very no fast. safety. No safety at all. The thing would crush like an empty Coke can. Yeah. And there's um, a thing, Nimsy, though. There was a, a chassis, a very popular chassis, Stevie J, called the Lola. Yep. And there's a lot of people walking around now with a limp. And they actually call it the Lola limp because your feet and ankles were ahead of the front axle. So if you had a crash, your feet went in first, first. and your ax- and your Jesus. and your ankles went in first. <laughs> yep, that's very that's true. That's when Nimsy. men were real racers back then. <laughs> Blimey, jeez, always. But yeah, um, as you mentioned, uh, Maddie, yes, they have they, the S five thousand. They're trying to link it back to the old school Australia's drivers' championship and the uh, gold star because Thomas Randall even picked up in Tassie uh, the John McCormack Trophy. There you go. So uh, yeah. I think each yeah, round. Big names. Yeah, big names in our sport. Very, very cool there. And JB will be there to present the trophy on Sunday, which is kind of cool to see. And oh, uh, shout out to JB as well. I happen to see that you had one of the stickers on the back of your Trans Am. Um, yeah, absolutely. Got to support the big man. And uh, uh, we always say, go and get yourself checked. If you're, if you're a man of a certain age, go and get your, your prostate checked. Get all the cancer checks that you need to. Because it doesn't matter tests, who you were. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you are, it can uh, it can strike you when you least expect it. So, uh, yeah, big supporter of John, and um, uh, he put some nice comments on my Facebook, and and I'm really glad to see that not only Supercar but ARG and S5000 are celebrating his uh, uh, diagnosis. I guess you would call it. No, no, no. His his um, exploits in those cars. Yeah, and his contribution with the trophy and his contribution to his legacy. Hmm. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so we look forward to seeing uh, the JB trophy handed by JB uh, at Sandown this weekend. Uh, another thing too, the tin tops, the Aussie tin tops will be returning after Sandown at uh, the Tasmania Super Sprint. Mm-hmm. This was probably the best thing to come out of 2020, I reckon, because it was a pretty BS year for everyone. And we all sort of had to, you know, make something out of nothing. But this is one great case of making chicken salad out of chicken, you know what. Because uh, the Aussie tin tops, it was... A, some of the best racing to watch. And Maddie, you were actually part of it too at the bend, briefly. Well, I showed up. Uh, <laughs> he I broke, last, he broke la- bits. <laughs> yeah, I did last real long, uh, real long time. But, what about um, on the track? Yeah, yeah, no, it was no good. It was uh, so Nathan Kayser and all the boys, uh, Paul Morris, uh, all the Norwell guys. They've they've got that up and running again for another year. So I think they're expecting. So like where's 30, that? That's at uh, Simmons. Simmons Plains. Yeah. Yeah. So they're expecting about 30 odd cars down there. You also have stadium trucks down there, which is pretty cool. So uh, I, I agree with you, Nimsy. I think it was a bit of a breakout thing and, and got a lot of cars out of garages to race on that, uh, on the supercar weekends and give us all something to watch. So uh, I'm glad to see them back. It was just so weird seeing some of the combinations because you had like an R32 Skyline there alongside an Aussie race car, alongside a BA Falcon, alongside mm. a Bentley. Uh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like... I remember, I remember racing a Cup car, <laughs> lap after lap after lap after lap. So, uh, it, yeah, and I, Tommy Randall, I think at, at the bend, rolled out in the uh, Sky Sands Bentley. So, if you're a bit of a car nut and you're not 
don't want to just see supercars. Um, they usually get some pretty grouse toys down there at those sorts of things. Very much so. Uh, and that does lead me to my next question. If uh, Would we be seeing the reemergence of the Kubota Racing Trans Am Mustangs? Maybe in some of those. And, uh, not in, not in, a, not in not Tassie, Tassie, obviously. But if, uh, if, but it, if they're, I tell you what, if um, if the Trans Am class got a berth at the Gold Coast Six Hundred, I'd be there. I, if, if I might the, even if have the, to find a car for that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. If if, if the Tin Tops got to run it at GC Six, mm-hmm. I would do that. Last round of the year, under lights, schoolies for adults, local <laughs> race for friends. I'd be there. Should be should be a lot of fun there, but yeah, we look forward to seeing the Aussie tin tops back. Uh, we've got a bit more time here left on the driver's seat. We'll go through some of your texts. A giant rude finger, a couple of rude fingers to cancer coming through Absolutely. on the text line. We fully agree with that one. Um, Dean has texted in very sad about Murray Walker. No more. Go go go. <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, also Jackie Stewart. And actually, Dean said Jackie Stewart was great too. You're right, Dean. He was. Mm. I remember him saying once, "It's a great day for a motor race." Yeah. <laughs> but he would also explain, as as Dean said, he would also explain mm. about the race cars mm. and what it was like because you know he's been there and done it. You know, obviously Murray was a famous commentator all his life, um, but Jackie had been in there and done it. So and he he's been in and out of teams, obviously as a driver, as team owner, as team principal. So. Um, you know, very uh, massive wealth of knowledge there with Jackie. Yeah, which is uh, like it's it's amazing though. Like that's the good thing about these days uh, with everything being archived and whatnot. Because how many mm. races back in the day would have been lost to whatever? Like we would have missed so much. You look at totally. the archives that because back in the day they used to tape over the stuff because it wasn't as. Um, What's the word? Like it wasn't as easily accessible to get tapes and archive stuff away. Sure. It, sure. So they'd literally, you know, tape mm. over old stuff. And now mm. it's good to see people digging probably it back. Co- up. Probably a bit more cost effective too back then, Nimsy. I mean, you you got to imagine how many of tapes and things would be around if they just kept every race. You know, mm, like it, it'd be phenomenal. So I guess they, you know, obviously. It might might have been a boring race to them back then. Oh yeah, we'll just tape over that. But now we probably would love it. That's right. Hey, Nimsy, our super fan Tommy from Toowoomba also texted in, uh, talking about the uh, about procession sessions. Uh, <laughs> yes. Do we think Gen Three supercars and the sixty seven percent aero reduction will help make better racing? Because that was announced during the week that they are going to reduce aero on supers by sixty seven percent. And uh, the answer is yes. Absolutely. Should do. It should How do you reckon do. they come up with that number? 67%. Oh, some propeller head and a computational fluid design. Why wouldn't they say either 65 or 70? Well, you know. I always find that. Like, Who knows? I always love it. Why? It's like, you know, when you see like sometimes those fines where it's just like, you know, it's like, don't do this. Otherwise you'll be, you'll be fined yeah. $2,703 <laughs> and 12 cents. Yes. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did you get that one from? Do you want to round that but, up? Or? But 67%, Steve, that's, that's a monster reduction. That's, that's huge. That's back to now Trans Am type mm. spec where you just got a wing and a front splitter. Yep. Um, so I think it should, uh, Tommy, I think, uh, you know, trying to follow someone with in, in in a car that's got big aero is really really hard. You you know you, if you can imagine if you're behind someone and they have and their and their aero washes on your car, you try to turn in and the thing just won't turn because well, it's got no pressure on the front. Well, it's like you're on a dry track and they're yeah. on a damp track. That's right. That's pretty much what it's like. Yeah. So you just it, it's a very hard thing to do. So anything that takes away aero, anything that gives us 
the the a potential better racing weekend I think is a good thing. So yeah. I think we're all eagerly awaiting Gen 3 and, and what that looks like. Hey, hey just before we go, I've mm. got a little question I want to ask you boys because you know most of our SEN counterparts here and uh, I'm sitting in the one seat of 1G Belcher. Gary, Gary Belcher, Belcher. NRL legend. From our Melbourne friends, NRL yes, legend. NRL yes. legend. And I see him quite regularly here in the studio. Obviously crossing paths between, between shows. Um, he's left a... Uh, a passion fruit and coconut weiss bar in the fridge. Do you reckon I should? Uh, to be honest, that up? You, you, I'm actually uh, surprised it's still there now. <laughs> I, I would have loved to have put this out to the text. And just, yeah, and then I could have said, "Sorry, Gary, I got told majority rules." Eat it. If you come in with a black eye next week, I'll know what the answer About is. About to say, yeah. <laughs> Were he up but he wasn't you? a front row, was he? He was like, he was back rower. Doesn't matter, mate. He does still not matter. Seven <laughs> shades or something out of you. Mate, look at the size of me. I'd run through him. <laughs> <laughs> for about seven steps and then you'd run out of path. Sorry, Badge, we'll get you another one for next week. But, uh, boys, it's been fun. Let's do it next week. Thanks, Nimsy. See you, See mate. you next week. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.